Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today with the opt-in deadline approaching, Woj is here to talk about the major contract situation for Kyrie Westbrook and John Wall. Plus, with both their point guards returning, we analyze what the options are for the Nets and Lakers, which is a better destination for free agents. And we reveal this season's WNBA All-Star Reserves. Find out who makes it to Chicago. NBA Today starts now. Welcome into NBA Today. I'm George Sedano in for Malika Andrews. Matt Barnes is here with me in studio. NBA champion Matt Barnes, of course. And we have a whole crew of guests joining us throughout the show. But first, we have to get to the biggest story in the NBA. Hours after our show yesterday, ESPN NBA senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Kyrie Irving decided to exercise his $36.5 million option for the coming season and will remain under contract with the Brooklyn Nets. The seven-time All-Star averaged 27.4 points, 5.8 assists this past season. He's about to enter the final season in a four-year, $137 million deal with Brooklyn. So now we welcome in Woj to the show, the best in the business. Adrian Wojnarowski is now joining us here. All right, Woj, what can you tell us about how Irving eventually decided to opt into his deal by exercising into his player option? You know, George, essentially, Kyrie Irving... Uh, had exhausted really his options to get the kind of long-term deal he wanted uh, either elsewhere or in Brooklyn. Uh, wasn't available to him in sign and trade. It wasn't available available to him with the Nets. And so uh, he takes that $36.5 million uh, player option on his deal uh, for the year and, and hits the reset button now next season, next summer in free agency. And you know, listen, we see what happens here moving forward with the Nets as they try to put a roster, continue to build a roster around Kyrie Irving. You know, Kevin Durant, listen, he could still be traded. Uh, essentially, he goes now from, you know, the idea of a sign-and-trade if he'd opted out to. Now he's an expiring contract uh, that perhaps is available. But I think as long as Kevin Durant is committed and wants to be in Brooklyn, you know, then Kyrie Irving will be there this season as his teammate. So it feels like basically they just kind of kicked the can down the road just a little bit just to see what their options are. How do you think this potentially could play out for them to repair this relationship, perhaps, if if that's the proper term to use? You know, whether it's repairing a relationship, George, or, you know, deciding that this is where they want to be, that they really want to continue uh, building a team in Brooklyn, building a partnership there. You know, the Nets certainly have some decisions to make and some players have some decisions to make. Patty Mills has a player option on his deal uh, to exercise and make a decision about whether he'll be there. And, and, you know, this is a a Nets team that all together with a healthy Ben Simmons certainly, you know, is formidable, is is talented enough to compete with anybody in the league. Uh, But I think I think Kevin Durant, who's on a four year deal, you know, he starts that this year. You know, I think. Uh, communication between he and the front office is going to be important, and and Kyrie Irving for you know for everyone to start 
talking about leading this team, moving this group forward, and you know, doing more than just opting into contracts, doing more than just signing an extension like Kevin Durant did, and figuring out how they can grow this team. And I think there's still a lot of steps as a group that this team has to take. Fair enough. So there were some other moves uh, going on around the NBA, including point guard John Wall, who was bought out by the Rockets. How did that happen, and what's next for Wall? Yeah, George. Obviously, he he and the Rockets uh, decided he'd sit last year. He has a year had a year left on his deal, and once the Rockets could not find a trade uh, for John Wall, uh, they moved uh, to a buyout, got an agreement, and now I'm told that John Wall, once free agency opens that his intention uh, is to talk to the Clippers and find a way to get a deal with them. He has been, you know, focused on them. Certainly he can look at that Clipper team, you know, and see that certainly they could use more playmaking and ball handling to join Reggie Jackson in that backcourt. So once, you know, he clears waivers and then he's eligible and allowed to talk to the Clippers uh, after 6 p.m. on Thursday, then he, that he and the Clippers can start to figure out um, a potential deal there, but but I'm told, as you know, we reported last night that John Wall's plan in his mind is to sign with a Clipper team. And of course, there's Russell Westbrook with the Los Angeles Lakers. He posted a video on social media of him jamming to Beyonce, and I guess he's got 47 millions to do that, or 47 million reasons to do that. What's the latest on Russ? Yeah, you know, as expected, uh, I'm told that his agent Thad Fouché, uh, you know, sent in the formal letter today. Uh, opting into that $47 million on his deal. So now Russell Westbrook is in the final year of that $205-$206 million contract that he signed way back in Oklahoma City. And, you know, you know, Westbrook had told me recently, you know, he's really hit it off with Darvin Ham, really connected with him, excited to play for him this season. And so, you know, I think for Russell Westbrook, the chance for he and LeBron James and Anthony Davis to do more than play only 21 games together, you know, that's going to be a big part of this, George. And then, of course, right before we hit air here, you reported something on the Utah Jazz. What's the latest on them? Yeah, they've offered their head coaching job uh, to Will Hardy, assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. Um, Hardy is planning to accept the job. They're just finalizing uh, terms on a deal. But Will Hardy, who was with Emad Doka, uh, in Boston this year, previously came up in the Spurs organization under Greg Popovich, uh, 34 years old, uh, really blew the Jazz away in their process. He made strong impressions on the Knicks a couple years ago in their interview process, Oklahoma City. It was just a matter of time uh, before he got a job, and now he'll replace Quinn Snyder uh, with uh, the Utah Jazz. So Will Hardy will leave Boston and join up in Utah, and he'll be there to coach Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and, and this Jazz team that, uh, you know, they're trying to, to kind of reassemble here in the offseason um, and see if they can get him a little deeper in the playoffs. He's the best in the business. Agent Wojnarowski joining us here on NBA Today. Woj, thanks for the time. Thanks, Always George. appreciate it. There he is, Adrian Wojnarowski with us. Now let's check in on Russ, who I mentioned earlier. Jumped on social media this morning, tweeting out a selfie of him vibing in his car to some Beyonce. That new Beyonce is pretty 
Pretty impressive, man. It's good stuff. If you're listening to it in the car. And Russ certainly enjoying it. He's got 47.1 million reasons, as I mentioned earlier, to have a good day. So now let's welcome in the host of the Low Post Podcast, Zach Lowe, to the show. Zach, I want to start with you. As of right now, it looks like Kyrie will be staying with Brooklyn. John Wall is heading to the Clippers, potentially, while Russ will remain with the Lakers. Out of those three franchises, which team should feel best about their point guard situation into next season? Yeah, I assume we're talking point guard literally like those three guys, even though they don't always play the role of traditional point guard when LeBron or Kawhi or KD even is on the floor. But just on sheer talent, Kyrie Irving is the best of the three. And teaming in with Durant and Ben Simmons, he's got all kinds of different pick-and-roll partners. He can toggle between on-ball and off-ball pretty seamlessly. I mean, John Wall hasn't played in a long time. He's had a lot of injuries. Russ really struggled with the Lakers last year. It's an awkward fit. So I think Kyrie, all the availability issues aside, hopefully that's all behind him in the Nets. I think on pure talent, he's the clear answer to this question. I think Kyrie is going to have a huge season, be an all-NBA performer and help this team make a real good run in the Eastern Conference and therefore take back all the control next summer once his deal's up. But I'm really interested to see John Wall. John Wall's the one guy on the list that's kind of had basketball taken away from him due to injury and then contract uh, you know, issue, issues. But when he did play those 40 games, he still averaged 21 points and 7 rebounds. So this guy is well-rested. He hasn't played in a long time. I know he's hungry to come out here and still prove himself. Playing alongside a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George is going to make his job easy. Ty Lue has the, the, that culture over there in, in, in L.A. where everyone's buying into their role and knows what their role is. So I'm looking forward to John Wall coming back and getting on the court and seeing what he can do to help this Clipper team. Zach blew my cover. I'm going to go with the Lakers because, I don't know, LeBron James is the point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers. So as long as LeBron James has got the ball in his hands, I feel pretty confident that they're going to have the best point guard situation of those three particular teams. So, But, by the way, the Clippers who Matt mentioned, opened with the six shortest title odds at plus 850, but they have since passed the Nets, Bucks, and Suns to move up to the third shortest, only behind the 2022 finalists in Golden State and Boston. Now, Wall's pending acquisition didn't initially move the odds, but the Clippers have moved from plus 750 to plus 700 here recently. So, all right, Matt. So, with Kawhi Leonard coming back this season and Paul George still on the roster, how dangerous does adding a player like Wall make the Clippers moving forward? I think this is a very dangerous team again with what they haven't had. T. Lewis had this team in playoff position. PG played towards the end of the season. Kawhi missed the whole entire season. So again, this is a team that knows their role. So you insert two selfless superstars and there's no telling where this team can go. You add a John Wall again, who's hungry to prove that he's still got what it takes to play in this league alongside those two monsters and a, and a bunch of different role players along with Reggie Jackson. Um, I really like what the Clippers can do. Uh, again, this is a lot of what ifs, if Wall signs and if these guys are healthy, but if all of those things fall into order, the Clippers are gonna be one of the best teams in the NBA. I love this team. I think they might be the deepest team in the NBA, 1-12, to 1-13. to 13. If you told me they're the favorites to win the NBA title right now, I wouldn't really have a strong argument against you. And I think John Wall is an awesome fit for how Ty Lue wants to play. If he starts, and that's an interesting discussion between him and Reggie Jackson, if he starts, yeah, there could be some spacing issues with him and Evita Zubats, assuming they bring him back a traditional center on the floor. But he walks right in the door as the best passer on the team. He gets them moving in transition, and the Clippers really could use some easy buckets in transition. And more than that, 
The Clippers right now only have one real center on the roster. I think they'll get another one, but I think Ty Lue and the Clippers seem to be leaning into that vision that they've tilted towards in the playoffs where let's go all wings, five out, space the floor, and drive and kick you to death. And that's where John Wall is the kind of weapon they have not had. The, the north-south speed, mm -hmm. the ability to get by people, even if you lay back off him a little bit and dare him to shoot, whip passes to the corners. Remember, he set up more of corner threes than anyone in the NBA in his prime in Washington. I think he fits that vision really well. And when the chips are down in May and June, I think that's how the Clippers are going to play. I'm going to go three for three here. I think the Clippers, I'm with you, Zach. I think the Clippers are the team to beat next year if they're healthy. And, and look, not only do they bring Kawhi and PG back, but they never really got to play with Norman Powell last season very much. So there's that. They re-signed Robert Covington. Who knows about Nick Batum? Maybe he comes back. They've got Wall now, in theory, right? They've got Reggie. And here's the thing. What Ty Lue did last year, I felt like he deserved more consideration for yes. Coach of the Year because he basically just had a bunch of kids out there he was throwing out in big moments, as big as moments as you can get in the regular season. But I thought their record being 42-40 and 40, was a huge testament to his coaching and his ability to relate to those young players and put them in those positions to succeed. It kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Warriors went through last season or now two seasons ago I guess where Steph was there and Draymond was there and a bunch of these young guys and role players got opportunities to play I feel like the Clippers are I think could be in the driver's seat to win the championship but still to come here on NBA today Bobby Marks analyzes what the options are for both the Nets and Lakers with free agency only two days away good lord 48 hours plus do they stay or go? Our panel makes some bold predictions on where some key players will land. And with Brittany Griner still in custody, Holly Rowe joins us here with the initiative of the rest of the WNBA and how they're honoring her with a charity. Keep it locked here on NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by Duracell, engineered for more. Playtime mode is a big league. Go. Playtime mode is a big league. Go. Playtime mode is a big league. Go. Playtime mode is a big league. Perfect release from the top of the key. Three step back, pull up, switch cheese. Arike with four. Oh my goodness! Sabrina Yonescu! Exclamation point. Nighty night. Misamit to Vandersloot to win it! She hit it! She hit it! Welcome back to NBA Today. I'm LaChina Robinson, co-host of the Around the Rim podcast, joined by WNBA analyst Carolyn Peck. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, LaChina. <laughs> well, we've got the job of announcing big news today for the WNBA. That's right. The reserves are in for the AT&T WNBA All-Star 2022. But before we do, let's remind everyone at home who the All-Star starters are. Team Stewart and Team Wilson will include Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles, Sabrina Inescu, John Quell Jones, Neka Agumake, 
Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young. The drafting has not happened yet because we have to get to the reserves. Now, keep in mind, the reserves were selected by the head coaches of the WNBA. Carolyn, you're a former head coach and GM, so I can't wait to get your insight on this. <laughs> Let's hear about the reserves, starting with Ariel Atkins, earning her second straight All-Star appearance, second on the Mystics, averaging 15 points per game, posting a career best in rebounds and leading Washington in steals. All right, moving over to Chicago, the reigning WNBA Finals MVP, Kalia Copper also KFC. received, that's right, you love your KFC, her second straight All-Star nod, one of four Chicago Sky players that will play in front of their home crowd. We'll get to all that in a moment. All right, next, Skylar Diggins-Smith of the Phoenix Mercury, making her sixth All-Star game, ranks fifth in the league in scoring, on pace to become the first player in WNBA history to average at least 17 points and four assists in seven seasons. And the Las Vegas Aces, they may have a few players here on the reserve list. Dierica Hamby gets the nod from the WNBA after leading the Aces, averaging 8.8 rebounds per game, and fourth in the league in rebounding. All right, so moving on to the Liberty's Natasha Howard will make her second appearance after averaging 15 points per game, nearly seven rebounds per game. The Liberty are having a good stretch here, Carolyn. Well, you've got a Marine Johannes that added to the Liberty. That's got them on a hot streak. And next, the rookie, the number one overall pick in Ryan Howard, wasted no time in becoming an all-star in the WNBA. Congrats to Ryan Howard. We'll see her later tonight. Jewel Lloyd of the Seattle Storm, fourth straight all-star team after scoring 17 points per game, only behind Brianna Stewart. A big announcement from Seattle. We will get to that in a moment as well. This is one of your favorites, Bree Jones of the Connecticut Sun, Carolyn. She is a monster, and she is making the all-star team for the second time this year coming off the bench. Oh, man. Field goal percentage, 56% from the field. Emma Mieseman, first season in Chicago. The 2019 Finals MVP returns to the All-Star game and has made a seamless transition uh, to the Windy City. Hey, no rust of being out of the WNBA last year. She's back this year with a bang. Arike Ogubawale, kind of surprised Arike wasn't a starter, but I digress. Um, there to defend her 2021 All-Star game MVP honor earning this bid after ranking third in the league in scoring. And how about the engine? Alyssa Thomas from The Sun returns to the All-Star game for the first time since 2019 after putting up 12.6 points per game, eight boards, but she could do a little bit of everything. And finally, Courtney Vandersloot is back to dazzle the home crowd with her passing making her fourth All-Star team appearance and already two game winners this season for her CP. Quite the year for Courtney Vandersloot. So, that's a lot to take in. I'm like out of breath <laughs> and a lot to read as well. Um, when you hear the names on that list, what is your initial takeaway? Well, there's a name that's missing that really surprised me, and that's Diana Taurasi. This is a 10-time All-Star. She is the GOAT. This is somebody that, okay, she said she's going to play as long as she feels good, but we don't know when it's going to be the last time, and if there's anybody that puts on a show in an All-Star game, it is Diana Taurasi. And is there anybody else? I mean, you got the GOAT you feel like is missing. Anybody else you think should have been on this well, list? Well, I kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dewana Bonner fan. Dewana Bonner has those big buckets, especially when the shot clock's running down, and she hits those deep threes. And then there's another player that is showtime, and that's Chelsea Gray. Chelsea Gray, have you seen some of the dimes she's dropped this year for I the Aces? I was surprised she wasn't on that reserves list. I thought she may be there along with Yerika Hamby. Now, my kind of issue with this list is 
they're missing Alicia Gray from Dallas. And what I think the problem is, is the voting. Now the head coaches are allowed to vote by, by position and they can vote for three guards, five front court players and four players at either position regardless of conference. But it depends on how you're listed on your team's roster. Alicia Gray is only listed as a guard, so she could only be in that group. To me, she's a guard forward. She's a three, right. much like Kalia Copper. So that might have been some of the reason why we did not see Alicia. So your Gray. PR for your for your organization just list your players as all five positions. Yeah. Then they're open for the vote because you know how do you list a player like Jonquil Jones, Candace Parker? You can't put them in a box anymore. Vote for players that the fans want to see because that's what the All Star Game is about. Is a show. It is definitely about the fans. All right, some big news. I of Seattle, the Storm announced the signing of Tina Charles, nine-time WNBA team, former MVP. Now, this was first reported by Christina Williams of Girl Talk Sports TV, but Charles is headed to Seattle after a divorce settlement with Phoenix. Carolyn, what does this do for Seattle? As a former GM, I think that um, you know, yes, you want to do everything that you can to help Sue Bird have the best season because this is her final year as possible. But I think, Lachino, this is a bad precedence to set. Remember that Tina Charles went to Phoenix. This is her first year as a free agent. So you've got to be very selective where you go and then fulfill a contract because now what keeps another free agent in a one year into their contract say, I don't like what's going on here and I want to go to a winning team. I don't know if that's the, the the precedence you want to set. Well, I will say that I felt like Seattle was missing a little something to put them in that upper echelon of, of championship contenders. And Phoenix on the other end, I mean, they have had a win since Tina departed. And to me, they still have enough on their roster. Well, they have chemistry now, uh, and it's like everybody has bounded together. This has been something that has brought them very tight, knit together. You remember the earlier blow up? We had Skylar Diggins and Dinah Taurasi. Looked like there was some uneasiness. This is an instance where everybody now on the same page because Phoenix has something to prove. You have heard from the GM and coach. That's Carolyn Peck with China Robinson. George, that's all we got for you from the WNBA for today, but that should be enough, right? Oh, I want more, ladies. Thank you so much for stopping by. And speaking of which, if you want more, here's uh, a closer look at some key dates for All-Star 22 in Chicago. The team selection specialist July 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN. The Skills Challenge and Mountain Dew three-point contest will be July 9th, also at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN. Then at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on July 10th on ABC, it's the AT&T All-Star Game. Coming up on NBA Today, which version of Kyrie can we expect in Brooklyn? Nick Friedel joins us with reaction inside the Nets organization. Plus, what are the off-season options for the Lakers now with Westbrook opting into his contract for next season? We'll discuss that. And how much player movement can we expect on Thursday? We make some bold predictions on who could make a splash. More NBA Today is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Kyrie Irving has until Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, to make a decision on that $36.5 million player option. Kyrie, Kyrie in the Nets. Would Kyrie Irving impact? actually be willing to walk away from that money? Dollars for one year, he'd be it surprised me, and I don't think it would surprise anyone if he opts out That whole Lakers thing is very complicated. Could be an interesting time here in the next couple of days. Kevin, we have breaking news. Kyrie Irving is picking up his $36.5 million player option to remain with the Nets, he tells The Athletic. Well, he's got an extra $36.5 million in his bank account. Irving had declined that option and become a free agent. Let's face it, Armageddon is coming. You gotta show up to work. You gotta go to bed and earn that money. Agents and executives that I talked to for, they don't think this is over. You tell me a team with more pressure in all sports than the Brooklyn Nets coming into this season to win a championship. I don't think there is one. Oh, it's so much drama in Brooklyn. We have to bring in our Nets reporter, Nick Friedel, to help us sort it all out. So, Nick, now that Kyrie is opting into his contract, what version of Kyrie will the Nets get next season? Well, George, if we learned anything being around Kyrie in the last few months, you never know for sure. But the Nets are absolutely hopeful that they're going to get the best version of Kyrie possible because they feel like he will be more motivated than ever, not only to remind the rest of the league that he can still play at a high level, but that he can be out there every night. Because the key here is he needs to prove it to the Nets but he needs to prove to the NBA that he will play every game and he will be out there and there's not some reason, some other thing outside of basketball that will keep him off the floor. So the Nets absolutely think that if he's coming to camp and he's with Kevin Durant, that they can win a title next season. But they believe that because they know that Kyrie not only is playing for next year now, but he's playing for that next big contract that is in his future, either in Brooklyn or somewhere else. Certainly a lot of motivation for him to play a lot and play well next season. Well, he always plays well, but to play as many games as possible. What's the reaction around the Nets organization and how they're handling this situation with him? George, relief. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> is just so glad that this thing is finally done for now. But I can tell you, even in talking to a couple people in the last 24 hours, Kyrie has got to mend some fences here because there were a lot of people that were rubbed the wrong way in the organization, not only by the fact that he didn't get the vaccination shot and he wasn't available throughout the season, but just in some of the stuff he said. Go back to that last press conference after they got swept by the Celtics. And he's talking about, I want to be one of the leaders like Joe Tsai and Sean Marks and Kevin Durant. And there are people in the organization going, huh, <laughs> what? We, we just want him to play. So there are a lot of people in that Nets organization that feel like Kyrie just owes it to everybody involved to be out there and be available every game. If he can do that and he puts up the same numbers we know he can, that will go a long way towards making all the feelings be a lot better than they were at the end of last season. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. If he hits the floor, I think everybody will be okay with what the production will be. Nick, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us. You got it, buddy. All right, there he is, Nick Friedel. So the Nets' odds to win the title drop from plus 900 to plus 750 following the news of Kyrie's opt-in. That according to Caesar's Sportsbook. The Nets' odds to win the East also moved from plus 380 to plus 320. 
So with all this news coming out, obviously Brooklyn, LA, we've got a lot of stuff going on here right now. Matt, I'll start with you. As of right now, which team is a better destination for free agents, the Nets or the Lakers? I mean, seeing that neither of them really have the money to have any kind of free agents and they're both kind of in a little bit of turmoil, um, you know, you want to side on the air of youth and on, you know, on, on the net side. Obviously, you still have a Kevin Durant, and he is the main attraction. Obviously, we're talking about Kyrie Irving, but Kevin Durant is the main attraction. You get a healthy Ben Simmons back. You get a healthy Joe Harris back. You have Seth Curry. You spread this floor out. This team is going to be good if... Like we said, we see the Kyrie Irving that we think we're capable of seeing. And I think we will from a standpoint of you never want the outside noise off the court to be louder than what you're doing on the court. And for the first time in Kyrie's career these last few years, the outside noise has been louder than his production on the court. So I expect him, like Nick said, to remind the world how good he is and take back that control that he desperately wants and, and possibly become a leader. But you come out and have a good season, that's going to mend all those fences, I promise you. Zach, how about you? The Warriors, the Celtics, and the Bucks are loving every second of this. We'll be over here building our really good basketball teams. You guys keep talking about the soap opera teams. We're cool. Look, if you're asking me which is better for free agency, like Matt said, neither team has a lot, of, a lot to offer in terms of dollars. I think the Lakers probably have more available minutes right now than the Nets, but the Nets are slated to be the younger, better team. Their big three, at least in theory, makes more on-court sense than the Lakers' big three. So I think if I had my druthers probably the nets are the better team to sign with but you know there might be more opportunity with the lakers i just think the nets walk in with more championship equity than the lakers do uh, at least as things stand now zach what about their own free agents the nets let's start with there right like patty mills is in a situation what, what do you expect to happen with some of the guys they have currently on the roster well, I think the Nets are going to be really active over the next week, not just retaining their own free agents, but looking to trade some stuff to upgrade their roster. They have those two picks from the Sixers that they got in the Harden trade. I think they'll peddle those, but their free agents are really important. Bruce Brown, number one, had a really good last two months of the season, started shooting more threes and shooting them really well. He's a great player in the short role. He overlaps a little bit with Simmons offensively, but he's good. Nick Claxton feels like a must just because of the lack of depth at the big man position. He's a young player one of the best switch bigs in the entire NBA and Patty Mills has a 6.2 million dollar player option for the first 40 games of the season last year he was one of the best three-pointers in the NBA I think they played him too much and he ran out of gas in a smaller role he could be huge for them if he declines that option they can still re-sign him using other mechanisms all three of those guys to me are guys I would bring back now, the Nets are tied, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with the Bucks for the second shortest odds to win the Eastern Conference at plus 320. Only the reigning conference champion Celtics are ahead of them. The Sixers and Heat round out the top five, after which no other team has odds shorter than 25 to 1 to win the conference. So there's the Eastern Conference set up at the moment, according to Caesars Sportsbook. Now, Let's bring in Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider here at ESPN. So, Bobby, look, there, there's clearly a lot of stuff that we've been discussing here over the last several days, but even more so in the last 24 hours almost. Uh, we mentioned the Nets and Kyrie opting in. Um, what do you expect, I guess, kind of the next couple of days to look like for them? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done with uh, Sean Marks, their general manager in that front office. I mean, I think their starting lineup, I would roll them out with any team in the NBA right now, especially with Kyrie opting in. But when you look at their bench, certainly there's a, a big decision with Patty Mills, who has a, a player option that's due on Wednesday. Uh, Bruce Brown is a priority. Nick Claxton is a priority. That's three players right there. And then it's basically kind of looking at the free agent market. They've got that tax mid-level exception. They've got the veteran uh, minimum exception. Uh, they've got a big trade exception that's worth $11 million. I think it will depend on how much ownership is willing to spend. And, and then you've got those two future picks uh, from, the, from the Sixers, from the Harden trade. So there is something to work with here. But I think as you've seen in the playoffs, you are going to need some depth with this roster. All right, given the circumstances around Kyrie Irving's contract, do the Nets have the ability to still move Kyrie before the February trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the big thing as far as where this roster goes during the regular season. I think certainly if they get off to a slow start, we'll, hear, we'll hear, be hearing a lot about Brooklyn, uh, a player on an expiring contract. He could be traded right up until the February, uh, the February deadline. He can also be extended during the year. So if there's a point where both sides feel comfortable that there's a deal to be had, uh, Irving can be extended up until next uh, June 30th. Earlier today, Woj tweeted out that Russell Westbrook is planning to exercise his $47.1 million option for this upcoming season to return to the Lakers. What are the Lakers' options moving forward here with Russ and Kyrie both kind of opting into their respective deals? There, I mean, there's a lot of work, a lot of work to be done. I mean, when you have $132 million that's tied up in, with uh, Westbrook, LeBron, and AD, that really leaves you to bargain shopping. It's going to be very similar to what we saw a year ago as far as what they can add in free agency. As I said, they've got this tax mid-level. Does that go to a player like Malik Monk possibly? Now it's all relying on a veteran minimum free agent class and, a, and a not in a great class here as far as with that, that small exception here. You don't have many trade assets as far as with this roster outside of those two future picks. So. A lot of work to be done with, by Rob Polinka in the next couple of days. They've got about seven open roster spots. I think, I think the priority is to get Malik Monk back in a, in a Laker uniform. That, that might take him taking a little bit of a discount. Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider. Thank you for the time, sir. Always appreciate it. There he is, Bobby Marks. So Saturday, we have the first game of Summer League, the fourth annual California Classic. The Lakers take on the Heat at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific on ESPN2 and the ESPN app. Coming up, what the WNBA is doing to keep Brittany Griner's charity going in her absence. Holly Rowe joins the show for more on the initiative. More NBA Today is coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 50-50, honoring 50 years of Title IX and the women moving the world forward. 
Welcome back to NBA Today. ESPN continues 50-50 month honoring and exploring the first 50 years of Title IX and the women moving the world forward. Tonight, ESPN Films presents 37 Words, a series on the history and impact of Title IX. South Carolina women's basketball head coach Dawn Staley grew up with Title IX, empowered by being able to play basketball, and now coaches college women to help them reach their goals. That's what you need to do. You need to start prioritizing um, basketball. That's what you need to do. The intensity is raising, and we fight for wins. That's what we do, okay? Because we know the feeling of losing. Young people in college are in the most transformational years of their lives. I meet young people where they are, and I try to take them where they want to go. I've been so fortunate to be able to do the things that come naturally to me. What does it feel like to participate in sports? It is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like second skin. Because I was able to express myself through my play. I was singularly focused on how basketball made me feel that all the other stuff around it really didn't matter. I have never been without basketball. I felt like it was always readily available to me. And I always have been given the tools that I needed to be successful at the right time. Just incredible stuff. Tune in tonight to see parts three and four of 37 Words at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN. Our next WNBA game is tonight with Ryan Howard and the Dream taking on Elena Deladon and the Mystics at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN2 and the ESPN app. All right, more, w, more NBA today coming up in... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Welcome back to NBA Today. GM of the Charlotte Hornets, Mitch Kupchak, said in a press conference today regarding free agent forward Miles Bridges, quote, we love Miles. We're going to bring him back. So with him potentially off the board, let's take a look at the rest of the key free agents. Zach Levine and Jalen Brunson are the top unrestricted free agents, while Bradley Beal and James Harden could join them if they turn down lucrative player options. DeAndre Ayton also leads a strong crop of restricted free agents. Let's welcome back Matt Barnes and Zach Lowe. So with all those free agents, we want to make some bold predictions here. Let's start with Bradley Beal. Zach, do you think he should stay in D.C. or head elsewhere? I don't tell players what they should and shouldn't do. He should do whatever he wants to do. All the intel I and others have gotten is that he will go back to Washington, whether that's opting in or opting out and extending a new contract remains to be seen. But uh, my expectation would be, and others, as Woj has also reported, is that Brad Buell will be back with the Wizards. 
And then there's plenty of trade talks surrounding Spurs all-star DeJounte Murray. Matt, you think he stays or he goes? This is interesting. Uh, he's kind of really been playing into it, too, on social media, kind of getting his popcorn ready and stuff. But I think ultimately he'll end up staying there. First-time All-Star, right around a triple-double. This guy's really just starting to come into his own, so it would be hard for me to see them uh, moving on, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, it's look, it's a strange lead right now where there's a lot of player mobility and a lot of trades and a lot of movement. But next up, Matt, speaking of movement, Jalen Brunson certainly coveted by his team the Dallas Mavericks and we've heard about the New York Knicks interest what do you think about Jalen uh obviously they had a chance to extend him last year and didn't and he made them pay for that now the number has definitely gone up as Fat Joe said the number is different than it was yesterday so it'll be interesting to see what happens you're hearing a hundred million dollars possibly coming from the Knicks so if that's the number that's out there I think he may be on the move to quote my, uh, my buddy Mark Jones, who quotes it from a movie, uh, the price of brick has gone up, basically. All right, he's not a free agent, but he could still be moved out of Atlanta. What are your thoughts on John Collins, Matt? Uh, he seems like he's fed up in Atlanta as well. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I want to say I caught something where he, you know, even though it did, something didn't happen before the uh, draft, that he felt like his time there was up. He felt like he's being disrespected. So whether he's moved or not, I think he wants to be moved. And it's going to be interesting moving forward whether he's someone that's going to play unhappily or just sit out until they move him. And arguably the biggest name of this class, Zach, what should DeAndre Ayton do? I think this is the biggest name and maybe the biggest domino in the whole class because Phoenix is at great risk of screwing this up and regretting it. I'm not sure what their plan B is if DeAndre Ayton gets an offer sheet. I, they cannot afford to lose him from nothing. Their window, if it's even still open, is right now. And if I were the Spurs, Matt mentioned DeJounte Murray. I love DeJounte Murray. If I were a team like Atlanta, Cleveland, especially Minnesota, I'd be all in to get DeJounte Murray at my, as my point guard. But if I were the Spurs, I might keep DeJounte Murray and try to get DeAndre Ayton as yeah. my center and pair them up. That's kind of a fun team. I don't know why the Spurs are so determined. I don't know if they are so determined, but I wouldn't be in a rush to get out of the DeJounte Murray business if I were them. Excellent stuff, Zach and Matt. Coming up next, what the WNBA is doing to keep Brittany Griner's charity going in her absence. Holly Rowe will join the show for more on the initiative. So stick around. More NBA Today is next. More than four months after she was arrested at a Moscow airport for alleged cannabis possession, a Russian court has set the start date for the trial of U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner for Friday. Last night, Griner was understandably a topic of conversation for the Phoenix Mercury following the team's win over the Indiana Fever. Here's what Mercury head coach Vanessa Nygaard had to say. It's tough on our team. So um, it is good to, to see her and see that she's doing, you know, I don't know if she's doing okay, but that we get to at least see an image of her. Um, and hopefully with this trial happening um, quickly, that some things will change and that, uh, that President Biden will take the steps to ensure that she comes home. When he decides that she wants to come home, she'll come home. So we want everyone to urge him to, to do his part and bring Brittany home. We now welcome in the great Holly Rowe live from Phoenix. That was a strong call to action from the Mercury head coach after their win over the fever. But I understand the team has taken to the streets today in Phoenix. What more can you tell us, Holly? 
Yeah, it's been a really emotional day here in Phoenix this morning. After a big win last night, Diana Tarazi reigning threes, seven threes. The team got the day off, but instead of taking the day off, they went out into the community to continue the work that Brittany Griner started. About five years ago, Brittany Griner started passing out shoes to the unhoused community in Phoenix. She has the biggest heart, and she saw people walking on the streets when it's hot here without great shoes. So she started collecting shoes, and now five years later, even even though she is unlawfully detained in Russia, her teammates took to the streets today to make sure that they were giving out shoes in Brittany's absence, keeping her spirit in this community strong so that she could know people are still working towards her release, they are working towards her charitable benefits, and they went out to the streets today. Brianna Turner and Kia Nurse told us why it's so crucial to continue her work. Just in honor of BG, this is something she started and uh, we just want to honor her while she's not here and come out and do the good work for her. Why is it important to keep Brittany Griner's spirit in this community going strong? Well, she's such a huge pillar to this community and anybody who knows BG and those who get to know her a little bit, she's the sweetest soul in the entire world. And she is the kind of person who, within this community, gives back, but also if we're on the road anywhere and she sees someone on the street who might be hungry, she gives them a meal. Like, that's the kind of person BG is and that's who we want everybody to know. Um, and it's also just to continue, like Breezy said, to keep her on her alive because we are just waiting for her to come home. So it is essential for these players to let people know who their teammate is. Brittany Griner has the biggest heart. I was actually able to go out on the streets with her back in 2018 and distribute shoes, and um, it was beautiful. It was special. She is a unique and wonderful person, and I think they want everyone to know, including President Biden and the people who can work for her release, just what an incredible human Brittany Griner is, and they want her home. And Holly, what has been the reaction from her teammates about everything that Brittany is going through? You know, it was a sobering day yesterday. There was a video released of Brittany being taken into an administrative meeting and, you know, she's in handcuffs and it, it was upsetting video. The players said it is emotional to see their teammate in these conditions, um, but they thought, you know, they, they were just so excited to even get a glimpse of her and, and see that she is doing as well as possible under these conditions. But her trial is scheduled to start Friday, according to reports. And so it feels like there is some movement happening, but they need to keep the pressure on on the U.S. government to make sure that regardless of what happens in the system in Russia, the U.S. government is doing everything they can to make sure that Brittany Griner comes home. Holly Rowe with us in Phoenix here on NBA Today. Holly, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. All right, back here in the studio with Zach and Matt. So we've got uh, earlier, and I'd love to get your reaction on this because we've talked about this a number of times uh, already this week and just everything Brittany Griner uh, is dealing with. Matt, just kind of your thoughts on the way uh, everything has transpired and what the team is trying to do to keep her spirit going in, in a lot of ways. First and foremost, I love what the team is doing to kind of honor her and, and keep her energy and spirit high. Um, I can't fathom what she's going through right now and, and considering something that obviously we have freedom to do over here has really had her behind bars now for 100 plus 30 days or 130 days plus. So just praying for her mental health right now and her strength and know that everyone's thinking about her. Zach? I would echo everything Matt just said, and it's, it's an unbelievable, unfathomable situation, and the video is, is frankly tough to watch. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. So Godspeed to Brittany, Spine, uh, Brittany Griner, and hopefully, uh, you know, back here at home very soon. So, all right. 
One last thing, one note to pass your way. As uh, we we had Woj earlier discuss, there's been a hire in Utah. Uh, we mentioned the head coaching hire, but David Fisdale, our former colleague here, is now going to be part of their front office. So congratulations yeah. to David Fisdale. For Matt and Zach, I'm George. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.